Welcome to another episode of Dr. Brooke on the Block. It's time to grab a seat, buckle up, and take a ride with me through the wild, wild west of the Web3 universe, where we're going to learn all about coins and tokens, NFTs and contracts, digital real estate and the metaverse, and so much more. There is a lot to get through on the block, but I am here to pave the way and help you avoid those nasty pitfalls and rug pulls so you don't get hurt. I'm going to also introduce you to some interesting characters along the way. Are you ready? Your ride starts now. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dr. Brooke on the Block. Thank you so much for being here. If you are new, make sure that seatbelt is fastly tightened. And for those of you who are returning for yet another incredible ride through the wild, wild west of Web3, you too also make sure your seatbelts are fastened. You probably already have those taken care of because you know what you're in for. So thank you again for being here. I am Dr. Brooke, the Cryptopractor, your host. And today we are going to be talking about all things metaverse and NFT gaming. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with NFT gaming or the concept of the metaverse, I want to break down some definitions before we get into the meat of everything we're going to be discussing today. So all in all, uh, if you use any of the social media platforms that are, you know, Facebook or Instagram, they are now owned by their parent company called Meta. Now, Meta rebranded themselves as Meta because of the futuristic thinking that maybe all of us will be going into, quote unquote, the metaverse, that we will be living through virtual reality glasses, we'll be able to travel uh, to go have coffee with somebody in France from the you know convenience of our own living room. Now, that may be coming. But a lot of the experts in the Web3 space and just following the trends and how technology is coming along do see that the metaverse is maybe decades into our future. So it's not yet a thing entirely the way that they envision it moving forward. Sure, people use VR glasses. Sure, people are able to transport into different areas, but there's not the interactive piece like people are looking at in the years to come in what's going to show up. But we do see a change of technology and a change of the way things are happening with Facebook becoming Meta, Meta Corporation, and them working towards creating that with their Oculus. They have Oculus uh, uh, virtual reality uh, headsets that they are utilizing, and they're trying to be really ahead of the times with that. So Metaverse, essentially, to define it in simple terms, is going into a virtual land, being able to connect with people virtually uh, in different areas of the world and, you know, getting to connect and meet. Now, it's it's a little different, obviously, than what we're doing in a kind of 2D space within the uh, current social media reality where we're writing and communicating on a wall or through pictures and images, or videos, maybe having the 3D aspect with that with with videos, but not having the ability to have the uh, experience of being physically with that person like you would be, well, I say 
loosely physically with that person like you would be in virtual reality where you have your avatar, you have all these aspects and these pieces about you, and then you're connecting with somebody um, across the world. Uh, very different than what is what is happening now. So simple terms, metaverse, that's what that is. Now, NFT gaming. These kind of go hand in hand uh, a little bit. Yes, the metaverse is what the people are are what the experts or the people that are building out metaverse products are looking to do is really to create a world virtually that we can live in. So if you use Instacart or, you know, different like apps to deliver things to you, you can essentially do all of your shopping through virtual reality and somebody drops it off at your door. That is kind of the idea with the whole metaverse, being able to live our lives through this virtual world. Whereas NFT gaming right now is just the gaming aspect of that. So you can create avatars, you can create characters, you can create pieces within those games to be able to play with, um, whether it's a game that you're building structures or a game that you're, you know, in battles with different, you know, enemies, whether it's a game of just, you know, playing tic-tac-toe, whatever that looks like, there's a lot of different games in the NFT gaming space that is coming out. Now, before we really truly dive deep into this one, I want you to understand that currently in 2021, and of course COVID came out in 2020-ish, right? Or the end of 2019. And there was a lot of people that turn to these kind of electronic games during that space to help pass time, right? We were all inside. We didn't have the ability to like really interact with our world. And so kids would get onto their tablets and play their games like Roblox or Minecraft or different games that even as adults, we played with other friends of ours from afar, but that we could play digitally. So the gaming industry in 2021 was 198 billion dollars. Now that is really, really huge. $198 billion just in one sector, which is gaming. By the year 2027, that number is uh, like uh, projected, that number is projected to be $339 billion. $339 billion just in one sector of the economy. Now, because this is a Web3 podcast and because we talk all things blockchain and crypto, I want to put that into perspective. So currently, let's just say for easy math, we're at $200 billion because those numbers were for 2021, the 198. Let's just say $200 billion for the year 2022 in the gaming sector globally. Cryptocurrencies across all of the different cryptocurrencies across all the different blockchains across all of it is sitting at 1.2 billion dollars 1.2 billion across all of them currently while i'm recording this podcast that is that is the number so it's a huge significant difference in market sizes compared to where the, the gaming sector is, right? Like the gaming se- sector is almost, mm, I would say like almost 200 times, like roughly you can give or take, right? If we have $1 billion in crypto 
and $2 billion in gaming. That is about a 200 time uh, increase on that. So we know that there's a lot of money here in that space. And we also know, or maybe we don't know, for those of you who don't know, there's a lot of money going into NFT gaming. And there's a lot of money going into current gaming as is because we know that it's projected to increase. So why why is this important or why am I even talking about this? Why would you even care to understand what is happening currently and where we're going? If you're a parent of a child under the age of 18 years old, most likely, unless you've been living under a rock, you know the terminology Fortnite, you know the terminology roadblocks, you know the terminology Minecraft. And those are just three of the big ones, not to mention all of the other EA sports games, all of the Madden, all of the different uh, games that are played on the consoles. But those are the three big ones that you almost cannot go to any birthday party or go to any Target or any grocery store that is, even if they sell gift cards, without seeing Roblox, Fortnite, or Minecraft bucks, right? You've probably already spent thousands of dollars for your child or for, you know, birthday parties for another child to get block bucks for these games. Now, what these kids are doing that are playing these games is they're using that, they're converting it into the native currency that those games use, they're converting it into the currency in the game to buy different pieces for their avatar, whether that's a new face, a new shirt, a new backpack, a new shoes, whatever it is, weapons, if it, if there's battles in the game that they play, they're utilizing these the, this currency. You literally just gave away a Federal Reserve note to the grocery store or to the Target or wherever you purchase this Amazon to buy a gift card for this game. And then it gets converted into the, the native currency of the game. And now they have all of this to purchase these characters. Okay, great, cool. We, we may understand, or most of you may understand that concept if you do have kids. If you don't, that's what's happening with the current gaming space. Now, why is this such a issue? Well, in my mind, when my child grows up and is no longer interested in playing these games, well, we just invested or spent or wasted more like, we just wasted thousands of dollars in a game that has no resale value whatsoever. None of these, these pieces, none of these avatars, none of this stuff is owned by the player. It's owned by Roblox. It's owned by Fortnite. It's owned by Minecraft. It's owned by whoever the, the parent company is of the games. It's owned by them not by the actual user, not by the person who's spending the money on the pieces. So this is where NFT gaming is completely turning all of this whole gaming industry all over on its head and actually allowing the players of these games to own the pieces in which they like purchase. So you buy your avatar, you buy your your clothing, you buy your pieces, you buy your weapons, you buy whatever the, the game is about, you buy the assets for the game, you play with the game, and you grow up and you decide you don't want to play it anymore. You know what? Like I want to 
be able to sell that because now I want to buy something else in my world. Maybe your kid grows up and they want to buy themselves a car. They can sell some of those assets potentially for profit from what they originally invested in to be able to get a car or for their college education or whatever big purchase they want to be able to make at that time in their life. They're able to take those assets instead of wasting money that they did in the original web two gaming or the original internet gaming and now are converting things to blockchain gaming and being able to take those funds and do something else with them. That is the major, major, major difference between like the current gaming system and where we're headed with gaming right now. So the other aspect is I mentioned on another podcast, if you didn't catch that, I'll, I'll just summarize it here is there's 861 different blockchains. Now there's so many different companies or so many different projects building out really big uh, gaming platforms for the NFT, for the blockchain space. And they're doing this because they know that there's a huge wave of increasing attention going in that direction and they don't want to quote unquote miss the boat. They want to be sure that they are ahead of time when this wave really truly becomes a tsunami and everybody's getting splashed. Everybody's getting flooded out and and wet because of the what's happening and uh you know it's just it is it is such an exciting time. But What they're also doing is because we know if there's 861 different blockchains, maybe, you know, the Ethereum blockchain has a certain fun game for kids or for people to play. But then maybe the Kronos or the Crypto.com blockchain has a different game. And what if you want to transport your characters into the different games? Well, that wasn't you couldn't do that before. You couldn't transport your players from Roblox into Minecraft or Minecraft into Fortnite. You can't do that. You are within the bounds of those games. Well, with portability and being able to go cross chain with through those bridges and the different portability features that you can take your character from one game and bring it into another. So maybe you get bored playing something in the NFT gaming space and you want to go into a different chain and play another game. That is another huge uh, aspect to NFT gaming. I recently heard Gary V give a keynote address about the consumer blockchain. And one of the things that he mentioned is any child who is under the age of 18 right now is being conditioned every single day to believe and to understand NFTs. And how is that conditioning and belief coming along? Through their their active attention on Roblox, through their active attention on Fortnite and Minecraft. That is how that's happening because they already understand what it is to take dollars and convert them into native tokens. They understand that piece. It's us who may be struggling with that because we didn't grow up in a time and place. I grew up in a time and place where we still had dial-up internet, where we had the AOL discs you would put into the computer. You had crazy sounds to like even get connected to the internet. And we didn't, we would be able to conversate with people through uh, AOL Instant Messenger, but we didn't have the ability to like see those people and jump on FaceTime and, you know, play, play games in 3D with friends. 
And um, kids nowadays, they have that ability and understanding to know how to do that. So we're kind of coming and we're learning this, this steep learning curve, you know, maybe a little slower than the kids these days, but this is what this podcast is all about is to help teach you how to just really be able to like, see what is happening here. So that I thought was super fascinating because I, as a mother of a child who's preteen playing these games, I completely understand it wholeheartedly. And it didn't take me super long to get the whole NFT gaming aspect of everything and how you can take those assets you own and be able to sell them on the secondary market. Okay. A piece I must mention in this show. Recently, a week ago, Minecraft came out and said they will not be offering NFTs in their gaming platform because they do not feel like it is aligned with their user base. It's interesting. It's really interesting. I heard that piece of news and I thought, wow, immediately I thought, okay, so Minecraft is going to become the next blockbuster. If you don't know the story, briefly, Netflix attempted to get, like, asked to be bought by Blockbuster for some pennies on the dollar in in terms of their valuation at the time. And Blockbuster says, no, we we don't want to buy you. We don't want, you know, to be sending DVDs in the mail. Like, we believe people still love the rental space coming into a Blockbuster store. And while there's, like, um, a sense of, you know, childlike nostalgia in that sense, like look at what's happening now or look at what happened now is Blockbuster no longer exists. There's a Blockbuster left in Bend, Oregon, a one, one Blockbuster left. Their complete corporation went downhill after Netflix said, okay, fine. We're going to just continue to revamp our business model, revamp our business model to the point that they no longer send you DVDs in the mail. You literally have a subscription account to Netflix. You can watch what movies and whatever shows you you want. And then Hulu came out and Amazon Video and all these other competitors in the space because they saw that, hey, there is something here. And Blockbuster went down. I personally believe, this is my personal belief, is In many years to come, and it may not even take a full decade, it could be less than a decade, we might even see Minecraft either A, they're going to change their mind and they're going to quickly change things up to become an NFT supported gaming platform, or they're going to be complete obsolete and nobody's going to know who they are. So to make a statement like that so early on in this game, in this, like, I don't even want to call it a game, forgive me in this space so early on in this space where there's a lot to understand and still work through to make such a strong statement that it is does not align with your user base is is stupid is so stupid and they are so missing the mark and they are so missing out on the future of what what can be and they're really going to be losing a lot of that user base so In closing, we talked about the metaverse and what that's going to look like. We talked about NF gaming and how kids are going to be able to understand and utilize NFT gaming in the current world like reality that they live in uh, now. Now, not meaning necessarily that Roblox and uh, Fortnite are going to NFTs, but understanding that 
they can then um, port or not port characters from those games. At, at, at this point in time, they can't do that. But they at least understand that component. So they'll be able to like look into different like uh, block three or block three <laughs> blockchain gaming uh, companies. And they'll be able to see, oh, I want to play that one. I want to get a character in that one or I want to do this. Or maybe you as their parent can help do some research. You can research on Twitter. You can research, you know, there's different ones on Discord, doing simple uh, searches, talking to people in different communities about different gaming projects that they like. Personally, one of mine that I am so excited about is a company called Dogami, D-O-G-A-M-I. Now, Dogami is really, truly creating the world's first Petaverse. And with a name like Dogami, right now we're all puppies and we're doing different, you know, dog things. But eventually I do believe Dogami is going to rebrand and maybe it's going to be a bunch of different animals. And what Dogami is doing essentially is taking that old school, when I was in eighth grade, I had a Tamagotchi, like the little pets that you played uh, with. Well, I played with a lot during class. And they're taking that to the NFT space. So you purchase a dog, you you buy your dog as a puppy, you get the dog as a puppy, you feed it, you water it, you take it for walks, meaning you go for a walk. So you get the physical exercise, your dog comes with you in your mobile app. So you have your app that you download for the game, your dog comes with you on the walk, the dog gets exercise, he's loved, you're earning, you're earning Doga tokens to be able to purchase more for your avatar. So then you can buy dog collars or you can buy sweaters or you can buy different things. You have these avatars and then you can sell these avatars if you don't want them anymore. You can sell these accessory pieces if you don't need them. It The reality is it helps you kind of, it's a play and earn game. So you're playing and earning. Should have mentioned that earlier. That's the third big piece of NFT gaming. The third big one is that you can actually earn currency for playing these games. So not only are you spending money to play these games, but you can actually earn money to play them. So to to summarize those three points, NFT gaming is allowing people the ability to invest in the game, not necessarily waste money in the game. They're allowing them to be able to, uh, oh goodness, there, the, you earn money in the game. And then two, being able to like really, or third, excuse me, guys. Again, just to mention for those of you who are new, I do not edit these podcasts. I think it's great to let people see what imperfection could look like and how showing up is what matters. And it's not about having all of your statements and your eyes, your T's crossed and your eyes dotted, but really about just sharing and getting the information out there. So forgive me. One, the big advantage of NFTs is the fact that you own your assets. You invest money into the game. It's not wasting money. The other one is that you can earn money while you're playing. And then the third one is that you are able to really create a sense of community and have a piece in the pie of all of it. So Dogami, check Dogami out if you haven't already done so. If you're looking to invest in companies that are doing things in the gaming space, One of the projects, and I am, this is not financial advice. This is purely for educational value. Do your own research, like I always say. 
But another company that I'm looking into, and I actually do have some investment into, is called Gala. Gala Games, Gala, G-A-L-A. They also are doing Gala Music, and they have a lot of other projects that they're working on for the blockchain Web3 space. Now, we are rolling back into the station. We are coming to the end of the ride. I appreciate you so much for being here. I appreciate all of the support, all of the love on the podcast. If you have yet to leave a comment or a review, please do so. It really helps get this show out to more and more people, helps more and more people onboard into the space. And so that we as a community learn to win together, or we do get to win together and um, more people get to hear about it and find out about it. So until next time, thank you all for being here. Appreciate you all. And we will talk soon. You made it. Congratulations. That wasn't so bad, was it? I hope you laughed and learned a little bit more about this Web3 universe and how simple and fun it can really be. Would you be so kind as to leave us a review and share it with your friends and family? It would mean so much to get this out to more people as we embark on the greatest transfer of wealth that has ever happened in human history. Can't wait to see you on the next one.